So many of our patients come in and say, look, I've been doing everything I need to do in terms of what I eat. You know, maybe I'm doing macros, maybe I'm doing keto, maybe I'm doing Mediterranean, whatever it is, I'm really watching what I eat. I'm also exercising and I have this stubborn weight that just won't come off. And many times it's because they have this insulin resistance that they just can't break through. And so that makes them a good candidate potentially for semaglutide. Totally. I have several of my patients that I've used this on. It's, it is an answer to their prayer, so to speak. Um, whenever I see somebody that has either insulin resistance or polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS, yeah, mm-hmm. that's another condition where I, I have in the past had to tell them, your weight loss journey is like climbing Mount Everest where mm-hmm. everyone else is just going over little tiny hills. Mm-hmm. Um, so this levels the playing field for those patients. It's not a lack of motivation, no. um, not a lack of exercise. Yeah, they're not, not, a not lack, lazy. They're not. This is Get Personal with Dr. Chris. Real life stories and informative conversations, helping you take control of your health and feel like yourself again. Today, we are talking about the weight loss treatment that's become a sensation across the country. You may know it as Ozempic or Wagovi. We call it by its generic name, semaglutide. At our practice, we've been treating patients with semaglutide for about a year now, and we've learned a lot about its wide-ranging benefits, its side effects, and how best to manage its dosing. I'm talking today with my friend and colleague at Desert Wellness Center, Dr. Spice Lucier. There's a lot of information floating around about semaglutide right now, and not all of it is accurate or helpful. So today, we're bringing our experience and expertise to the conversation. Semaglutide is a peptide and GLP-1 agonist. We'll tell you exactly what peptides are, how they differ from other weight loss treatments like stimulants and SSRIs. We'll go over some of the surprising benefits that semaglutide has on the liver and systemic inflammation, and how it can actually retrain the brain and how you look and think about food. We'll talk about who the ideal patient is for this treatment and how we source it in a way that is both ethical and affordable. So today we have Dr. Spice Lassure here today. I'm super excited because not only is she my friend, but she's also my colleague at Desert Wellness Center. And we are going to be talking about the most exciting new quote, diet, which we don't say that word in our practice, but treatment for weight loss that many of you have already heard about. But we're going to talk about that today. Um, Dr. Soar has been a naturopathic physician for over 15 years, and she's board certified in anti-aging medicine. She makes everybody feel better again, which is really what we all want in life is to feel better again. So she's going to be answering lots and lots of our questions today about um, semaglutide, which is what we're talking about, which is a peptide. So what's nice about semaglutide, and I think the reason we like it as naturopathic physicians, is that it's naturally occurring in our body already. Peptides are pieces of proteins. They're building blocks, and they help our body work better. This particular 
peptide is one that helps our body work better in terms of insulin and really just kind of helps our digestion work better. So we're going to dive deeper into that. And um, Dr. Lucer, talk to us. Hi, thanks for Chris, <laughs> Dr. Wallace for having me on. And I was really excited when you asked me to talk specifically about semaglutide and GLP-1s because it's been something that we've been using here at the practice for a little bit over a year mm-hmm. and getting some pretty awesome results. Um, just to back up a little bit as far as my journey with weight loss treatments and offering that in my clinical practice, I've been doing this for say 15 plus years (laughs) and things come and go, fads come and go through all those years. And this one, I have to say, I was a little bit hesitant to start jumping in, but doing the research and all of that and how it's really truly a regenerative treatment is what got me most excited about offering it. Um, Just the overall health benefits in that. And then additionally providing something that I can feel good about versus some of the other treatments either that fail or have pretty intense side effects or um, even all the way up to surgical interventions. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a nice answer to a really big problem that we face in practice. I think one of the reasons that we even started looking at it was first, our patients were asking for it. I mean, it's true. Yeah, I I got forced. I have to say I got forced into looking at it more and more Mm because I was like, oh, what is, you know, injection? Okay, yes, for diabetes, but you know, just kind of come around for weight loss. So mm-hmm. definitely hesitant, but yes, patients help us all, all the time. Yeah. And I think <laughs> that's, current. yeah, I think that's really important because that we are willing to kind of look at the things that patients will suggest to us. And if that means we have to work outside of our box a little bit, we do that. We love that part. And I think too, um, the individualized approach that we take, mm-hmm. you know, each person, it's not that every person that walks in this practice that has weight being a concern gets this. We talk to them, we walk through it. And oftentimes this is something that would be a good solution. So I'm, I'm grateful for those patients pushing me into this. Yeah, definitely. So what's really nice is that we've both had patients doing semaglutide and we have some experience with it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that later, but will you Give us the basics and maybe explain what a GLP-1 agonist is and how how scientifically fun that is for all of us nerds. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is very nerdy and very awesome. Mm-hmm. But to make it um, simple, mm-hmm. it is something that our digestive tract releases in response to eating. And what the uh, pharmaceutical companies have done is basically manufactured something that looks a lot like what our bodies produce. So I I wouldn't call it necessarily bioidentical, but I would call it very, very similar to what our bodies produce on its own. So through that, the action of the GLP-1 is to delay gastric emptying. So essentially what that means is a patient injects it and then they feel fuller longer Mm -hmm. for up to a week after that injection. With that too, the digestive benefits don't stop there. It can actually help to reset the what's called the microbiome, which is another big fun word. Um, yes, we love that. Leaky I, gut. I have, quote. To, I have to say, when I first heard microbiome, I thought it was a made up word. Um, <laughs> it probably was several made years up ago. At one point. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. But the microbiome being all the bacteria, virus, and fungi that live in us, there's more of, more of them than the cells in our body. So I always like to say there's more of them than us. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of a big deal. 
and they get thrown off. But the GLP-1 beyond the delayed gastric emptying can actually help reset the microbiome to a healthy balance. And with that, you do improve things like leaky gut and intestinal permeability, which is basically just your ability to absorb nutrients and get waste out, which is, I think all of us could use some help with that. Oh, yeah. We love to get our waste out because we don't want our waste in. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But that's part of weight management in general, losing weight. So many of us can't do that because our microbiome is off. Exactly. You know, we don't have the enzymes to digest our food. We don't have what we need to poop and we Mm -hmm. need to get the waste out. So this is a very big helper with that. I, I also love the GLP-1 because it does other things besides you know, it just delays the gastric emptying and it helps with weight management because it slows down the appetite. But there's some really great, what I might, you might call it anti-aging properties about it, Mm -hmm. specifically with the liver. Yeah, exactly. So along with those, you actually improve the health of the pancreas. Mm -hmm. You improve the health of the liver. A lot of times, one of the negative effects of being just simply being obese for whatever reason is something called fatty liver, which I think is nobody wants to hear that their liver is fatty. No. (laughs) And I always get sad when I have to tell somebody that they have a fatty liver, but it is right now, it's the number one reason people get liver transplants. Mm -hmm. So we know it's a big deal. We know it could be lethal in some regards. Um, And the fact that we have a tool that can reverse that is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. So yes, definitely there. The other area it goes to work is in the brain. So because of that delayed gastric emptying, this the signaling to the brain saying you're full is a lot louder. Mm. So for instance, if you're eating a meal and you you lean back and you say, oh, I, I ate so much and oh, but that dessert looks good. I want to have that. And yeah. you find your little dessert pocket in your stomach. <laughs> That doesn't really happen with when you're on the GLP yeah. ones. There is no dessert pocket left. Your brain says, yep, that's enough food. You don't need any more. Mm-hmm. You're satisfied, um, which is a big thing that we've been trying to to work through in medicine these days with pharmaceuticals and things like that, either using stimulants to reduce appetite or mood stabilizing medications like SSRIs and those that that do work. They have their place. But if we could get there without having to use those, that would be even better. So semi-glutide is one of those that does that. Yeah. And so many of us already know, quote, what to do. And we're not losing weight because, well, we don't know. I mean, so many of our patients come in and say, look, I've been doing everything I need to do in terms of what I eat. You know, maybe I'm doing macros, maybe I'm doing keto, maybe I'm doing Mediterranean, whatever it is, I'm really watching what I eat. I'm also exercising and I have this stubborn weight that just won't come off. And many times it's because they have this insulin resistance that they just can't break through. And so that makes them a good candidate potentially for semaglutide. Totally. I have s- several of my patients that I've used this on. It's, it is an answer to their prayer, so to speak. Um, whenever I see somebody that has either insulin resistance or polycystic ovarian syndrome or yeah, PCOS, mm-hmm. that's another condition where I, I have in the past had to tell them, your weight loss journey is like climbing Mount Everest where mm-hmm. everyone else is just going over little tiny hills. You have to work so much harder and so much more aggressively to get that place where your metabolism actually starts responding, that a lot of times they lose steam before they're even over that first hill. Mm -hmm. Um, So this levels the playing field for those patients that have really, truly a metabolic disease. It's not a lack of motivation. No. 
not a lack of exercise. Yeah, they're not, not lack, lazy. They're not. Yeah. And that's that's the part that people, I, I feel like we need to make sure people understand is it is a disease. Mm-hmm. This is not something that's just, oh, I need to look great in a bikini. It's great if that comes along the way, but truly what we're looking at, and I think you too, Dr. Wallace, is we're looking at medical pounds, health pounds, yes. not vanity pounds. Mm-hmm. So to be able to address it when somebody literally has done everything in, the, in their power aside from say a stimulant or something like that, we can really help them out. So those are probably my favorite patients to work with that they've already got it dialed in, but it's, it's just not enough. And this helps them get the results of all the hard work that they're putting in. The other thing, if I can share too, one other benefit to it, I'm all about heart, cardiovascular. I don't know what it is. I've been into it since I was in school. I love talking about lipids and cholesterol, triglycerides, all of that. Mm -hmm. And same thing, you'll see people coming in, they're doing the Mediterranean diet, which is probably my favorite one to recommend. Yes. Very balanced, high in good fats and all of that. A little bit of wine. That's yes, allowed in there. It's allowed. So, of course, it's approved here. And lots of garlic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in theory, you put somebody on that, their lipids resolve. What happens if they don't? Oh, we blame genetics. Is it truly genetics or is it something that's part of their metabolic disorder? Mm-hmm. So looking into it and, and seeing this actually play out is this can help correct some of those lipid issues or cholesterol issues that were not correctable with just diet and exercise alone. And again, that goes back to that liver. It cleans it out, so to speak, Mm -hmm. so it can filter out and do its job. I think the other benefit in terms of the liver is the liver is in charge of pumping out something called glucagon, which is a sugar, and it gets overzealous. It has a tendency to pump out too much. And this will, or semaglutide, the GLP agonist, will definitely slow that process down. Exactly. So I feel like a lot of people do know about insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I always say that's that's sugar coming in through the front door. Yeah. The back door is glucagon, Mm -hmm. and that comes in and causes your liver to also make sugar for you. So a lot of people come in, they fasted for 10 hours, and they do their blood work, and their their glucose is 120. How does that happen? Where did that come from? Yeah. (laughs) that's By the way, that's high. Yeah. Um, Yes, it's high. (laughs) Anything ever. And they'll go, I didn't eat anything. I swear I've been really good. And I go, oh, that's what's called gluconeogenesis. Mm -hmm. Your liver is doing a really, really good job of making sure that you have energy while you sleep. But you're right, it overshoots the mark. And the GLP-1, one of its actions along with helping your body uh, make insulin is helping to block that liver from making that sugar, which causes those high blood sugar readings. Then we get fat deposited where we don't want it to. So it, it, it closes the back door, is what I say. I love it. Front door and the back door. You're cut off. No more. <laughs> so if we, the next thing is like who, besides our insulin resistant patients who have done everything, is there anybody else? Like who's the ideal candidate? Sure. So this is something that is designed for long-term, consistent, steady weight loss. Yeah. This is not the, I have a wedding in three weeks. I need no. to get off 10 pounds. This is not, this is not the jam for that. <laughs> um, so with that, we really want to first make sure that the person is hormonally balanced, that their thyroid is optimized. These are all the, before we just put somebody on a medication or any treatment, we want to make sure that their baseline yes. health is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so we run, you know, extensive blood work to rule that out. 
or to get them balanced. And then after that, it's the person has to have a little bit more than a few vanity pounds, I would yes. say, to lose. Mm-hmm. So ideally, most candidates in the study were were obese. So that would be about at least 30 pounds overweight is kind of our target. If it's less than that, it's not a no. It just may not be the right fit for mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, I we've both had some experience so far and I and people definitely patients definitely come and start begging you because they've seen it all over social media. Mm-hmm. And when I see it as a 15 or 20 pound option, you know, it's kind of like, well, I we can give it a try. And exactly. a lot of times we'll find out quickly that this might not be the exact right thing for you. And even if you are that ideal 30 pounds overweight patient, sometimes it's not that right thing for you either. There are side effects. Exactly. So it's, it is something that I've seen marketed heavily as just inject once a week and continue your life as normal. That's all you have to do. That's great marketing, but that is not the reality. So, um, (laughs) Part of how I implement it is that individualized approach that comes through the dosing, that comes through the meal recommendations or eating type recommendations. I don't typically prescribe a certain um, amount of calories or anything like that. The person usually has that appetite suppression, so they naturally eat less. But giving them guidelines on what to eat, I think, is helpful. But we don't really want it to be so much about the diet, but not as loose as just inject once a week (laughs) and do whatever. that's a that's an open door for those side effects that Absolutely. we'll talk about, Absolutely. Um, which I think are definitely something to consider. So specifically because this is a gut peptide, a lot of the side effects are in the gut. Mm-hmm. So it's not uncommon to have um, qu- anything from queasiness, nausea, up to vomiting, mm-hmm. um, change in bowel habits. So that could be constipation or diarrhea. Yep. The good thing is if you see a naturopathic doctor, we are all about the gut. So we have yeah. so many go-tos <laughs> um, to manage that outside of, um, you know, pharmaceuticals and that. But typically it's just, it's about the dose. It's about how we approach it, what they're doing beforehand. We, you know, you definitely want to make sure that they're not eating high fat foods or greasy foods or anything that's got a ton of sugar in it. You know, that we, we correct that first before yes. we start the semaglutide, um, and then go from there as far as really dialing in nutrition. The first month when they start, it's always a very low introductory dose. It's just really designed to get the body used to having that signal in there. And then from there, the weight loss really starts happening month two when we're able to ramp up that dosage. So um, for instance, in our practice, we usually start at five units or very small injection. The next month, we're able to double that, usually Mm -hmm. in most people, and it's pretty well tolerated. The other is the the timing of those GI side effects are pretty individualized, but most people only have one or two days of feeling those symptoms, and then their body adjusts to that dose change, and it normalizes. And typically, people do describe having a little bit more energy, a little bit more focus, and that, I think, is partly because their blood sugar is much more regulated yeah. than, than without. Um, it is also a powerful anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. so it's not uncommon to have things that hurt hurt less while they're doing this mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty, pretty awesome. So I would say if you have a little bit of the queasiness or something like that, when you put it together, that's a very small price, if you will, to pay for the outcome of feeling really good, having good energy, having your joints hurt less, and also seeing the scale finally move. Right, <laughs> right. And I think, you know, sometimes people will hear, 
oh, you know, oh, it's only a pound or two pounds a week. That's all. But to the people that and our patients who have had such a hard time moving it, the scale at all, and have just been banging their head against a wall trying everything, all the exercise, all the diet stuff and doing everything right, basically to see a pound weight loss is amazing. Oh, it's huge. I actually just got my first semi-glutide hug last week. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of my patients, same story. She's tried all the things and she was struggling. She's exercising. She does meal prepping. I mean, you name it, she's a rock star. And for the first time she's been able to hit her goal weight and maintain even after discontinuing the semaglutide. Oh, okay. I do good. think she got that really good reset, but she came in and she was so excited that she's like, I have to give you a hug. Oh. So of course I was like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's a really good point too. It's like, how long do you, you know, all the time, how long do I stay on this? How long do I have to be on it? How long do I stay on it? What happens after? How am I going to keep this going in my life? Sure. It, it really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. So if a person truly does have, you know, type two diabetes, it is potentially a lifelong treatment yeah. versus somebody who's doing it for that metabolic reset. The study showed um, 68 weeks, I believe was the longest study. And at the end, the patients did regain their weight, mm-hmm. not all of it, which was pretty interesting. Not all of it was regained, but some of it does come back. So we do see the effects of it wear off afterwards. But I like to think, you know, those patients were maybe not set up for the lifestyle changes that we set people up with, you know, making sure that their thyroid's good and all of that. Those are things that are very important to us. I think as a physician, there's nothing worse than seeing somebody do something, be successful, and then come right back to have to do it all over again. So this has really provided an answer to a more long-term sustainable plan. But it, does somebody have to stay on it for lifelong? No. Um, but that is something that I think is a big question mark for all of us in the mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're approaching it as a regenerative or a reset, what does that time frame look like? Typically for, for the average patient, we recommend at least three to six months. Mm-hmm. Six months is my ideal, simply because we do see some of those lasting metabolic changes after that six-month mark. And let's say somebody hits their goal weight before then. Mm-hmm we're able to still continue it, but titrate it down to where it's just enough to make sure that we're getting that regenerative approach to it as well. So we've been using the semaglutide for a little bit. We have a program at our practice, mostly because I think our experience with sending patients to pick up a a, a dosage and then just like, okay, go do your, you know, follow the chart. We'll see you in three months. How's (laughs) it going? It's, it was just not in, uh, it wasn't delivering it the best that we felt. Yeah. It was not in the best interest of the Mm -hmm. patient. So yeah. And I think being able to follow up, follow up with patients weekly, being able to have them come in monthly to see where their dosing needs to go. Uh, the dosings are are a big deal. I mean, everybody's going to be a different dose and they're going to see results at different levels. They're going to see less side effects at different levels. So it's we have to personalize that approach. And I think that's in, in our program, using semaglutide, that's what we do. 100%. So mm-hmm. Exactly right. When you were first starting out, yes, we probably used a little bit more of the standard guidelines, mm-hmm. but having had a year and a half of experience with it, now we've really fine-tuned our dosing strategy. And with that scene, less of those those yucky side effects. Yeah. Um, but you're 100% right. Having that 
physician supervised portion of it is key in the longevity of this plan. Um, I think it's worth talking about that this is becoming quite popular. Yeah. So with that, there's going to be a lot of different ways people are going to be able to get this. Yep. For less than <laughs> less than market value, we'll just say. Um, and there are a lot of counterfeiters out there. Mm -hmm. We saw it with HCG. Yep. We've seen it with hormones. We've seen it with um, even just you know injectable testosterone. There's mm -hmm. a lot out there, and likely that's already started here in the US. So I would just say if you're getting a really good deal and you're trying to do injections on your own one, that's just not a good idea, I don't think. No. Um, and two, just buyer beware. You know, if you're messing with your GLP one, you know, situation, <laughs> you don't necessarily want to be getting something off the internet and just following a chart. Yeah. Um, if you've already done that and you need some help, we're we are happy to we've actually I've actually helped people get out of that, that yeah. they purchased it on their own and kind of got lost along the way. So we were able to really get them dialed back in. Um, but just being aware of making sure you're seeing a licensed provider who has your best interest at heart, I think is really important. Yeah. And somebody that's going to monitor you and, and make sure be there for you with any of those side effects and, mm -hmm. and on and on, like we've been talking about. Well, and I think part of our monitoring that we, we implement here is doing the Sika body scan, the yeah. body composition. Mm -hmm. So it looks at free fat mass. So if you know the old BMI chart, yep. might as well just crumple it up and throw it away. <laughs> it's designed yes. for military men. <laughs> I am not one of those. I don't. I don't know many of them <laughs> I'm that I see in this practice. <laughs> so, if you're using that, it's it's really not helpful. What's truly important is body composition. So that's how much muscle, bone, water, and then fat that you have in your system. So having a way to measure that at the beginning is really important because then we can really see what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, and then monitoring that. So we always follow up with that every three months just to see those changes. And those one to two pounds add up, especially yep. if it's all coming from that the free fat. So mm -hmm. that's kind of exciting to see. The other reason that we do that is because this injectable, the semi-glutide, has such a powerful... Um, appetite suppression capability yeah. that people could tend to undereat. Yeah. So with that, we don't want to see muscle loss either. Mm -hmm. So that's another important reason why we monitor that is to make sure that they're not undereating. You know, we can't we we monitor them through the program, but at that three month mark, we're able to catch if they're getting muscle wasting. At that point, we're we're actually uh, making the metabolism worse yeah, by yeah. losing muscle. We saw that mm -hmm. with the biggest losers. If you remember yeah. that, yeah. that competition, they really wreck their metabolism by kind of overtraining and um, not maintaining that muscle mass after. So that's definitely important. We don't want somebody to be, we want somebody to feel better and have that sustainable weight management after being done with this program. And that's yeah. an important part. Ma yeah. Maintaining the muscle, I think is a big deal. I mean, I, one of the good things is you can exercise when you're using semaglutide, which for me, you know, we all know this. Yeah. Any deal. program where I can't <laughs> exercise, that just doesn't make any sense. No, no. You sh that is part of the maintenance plan. So this this really fits really nicely mm -hmm. into our, our long-term, again, long-term maintenance plan. Yeah, definitely. And we always tell our patients too, you know, if you're not that hungry and you don't really want to eat, the first thing you're going to choose is protein. You know, because that is the one thing that will help maintain that muscle mass. So, and the other thing too, is you kind of learn, you become a little bit of a Pavlov's dog, maybe, I don't know, but you'll remember when mm -hmm. you eat that sugary <laughs> snack and you don't feel well and you get the reflux and you kind of feel nauseous, 
hmm, maybe I shouldn't do that one again. It's so true because most times when you eat sugar, you feel pretty good. Right? Your brain gets a little <laughs> hit of dopamine. You're like, yes, please. Um, when you get a little bit of a tummy ache, you know, I remember being a kid and getting that like, oh, I ate too much candy yeah. and then not wanting to eat candy at least for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then being right back on work for? Not very long. Um, <laughs> as an adult, we respond to if our tummy hurts when we eat something bad, we're by bad, I mean high sugar, high fat. Yeah. Um, probably not going to do it as often. Yeah. The big thing too that I, um, talking about like sugar and that is cravings. So yes. a lot of people struggle with cravings. Mm-hmm. It's the Oh, I'm going to do it. I, you know, I, I've got this food plan. I got this great macros plan. Oh, I'm so there. And then the bewitching hour happens somewhere after dinner where you're, you're walking around going, um, the pantry's calling me or, um, you know, the right now Girl Scout cookies, everyone's into those. So it's the, it's the craving. Sometimes they're so overpowering and this, this truly does help. So again, say goodbye to your dessert pocket. Yeah. Well, and the other one that's kind of a bummer for people is the alcohol. You know, it's Mm -hmm. tough to drink alcohol with semaglutide in your system. It definitely makes the reflux worse. But I do see that there's small amounts that have been allowed for some people. It just depends on your system. Definitely. So this is something to thank you patients for teaching me this. It's not in the medical literature anywhere (laughs) about how much wine can one drink. (laughs) Um, What I've typically heard is no more than two servings. Mm -hmm. Otherwise there's digestive issues. So, which is really in the guides of anti-aging medicine, it, you really shouldn't be drinking more than two servings twice a week. Yeah. So a lot of people have definitely been surpassing that amount and have had trouble cutting back. And so this, I think would be another great, you know, I wouldn't necessarily prescribe it for um, helping somebody cut alcohol, but it would be a nice side effect. Yeah. It would probably be a good helper. Anyway. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so a couple more things I think that are important. Um, we want to talk about a couple of our patients that we've had some successes and some interesting thoughts, but I do want to mention a little bit about how there's been a little bit of negative press mm, recently, mm-hmm. and that's been more about the brand names, the Ozempics and Wagobis, and some of those are the brand names of the GLP-1. And they are claiming that, you know, uh oh, there's no more for type 2 diabetics. There's no more medicine. We're using all their medicine up. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you can address that. And- yeah, definitely. So we were definitely sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. And the brand names Ozempic, Wagovi is FDA approved for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one you can feel very good about, you know, purchasing or, or using. However, it's around $800 a month. Mm-hmm. So that's quite spendy. Um, and all, any of the ones that are not FDA approved for weight loss, we, we won't touch for that exact reason. Or I, I personally feel like that's not the right thing to do, especially when we have a really good solution. So in our practice, we use semi-glutide from a compounding pharmacy. So we've got a great relationship with a local compounder, um, who manufactures it in a sterile setting, Mm -hmm. adds a little bit of B12, which does help with the nausea. So that's kind of a nice bonus in there. And then we're able to dispense it at a much lower cost and have zero impact on the patients that truly need it for their diabetes medication management. So that I think kind of answers that negative press out there. The other thing I've that that I've heard too is, you know, oh, it's just making people sick and that's why they're losing weight. Oh. 
I mean, I guess that's not how we do it. We don't make people nauseous all the time. I don't think we'd have many people come back. No, 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 thank you. Oh, you're (laughs) nauseous. So you don't eat. No, we want it to be um, creating more of that lifestyle effect of having, again, a normal metabolism that people haven't had in years. So yeah, those are the two things that I've heard. Anything, I don't think I've heard anything else negative. So we're not taking medication from diabetes. We're not stealing candy from babies. We're not, (laughs) we're not making people (laughs) nauseous. Yeah. It's a great tool. And, um, yeah, I'd love to share about patients too. Yeah. Tell me what have you seen? So I've seen quite a few women who come in, um, I predominantly treat females, perimenopause, menopause, so that's mm-hmm. anywhere 40s, 50s, on the way up. And I'll be talking to them, and they'll have said, you know, I never had a weight problem, you know, until I hit, and they'll say a certain age. Usually yeah. it's 35, 40, 45, somewhere in there. And they've done nothing different, um, yet here we are. Yep. So I get them, we do their hormones, all of that stuff. Um, find out for sure that they have, say, elevated liver enzymes, which is that fatty liver indication. And we'll go through their diet recall, and I'm shocked. They'll say, no, I have lean chicken and broccoli. And I'm, I'm kind of like, wow, I wish I ate right? as, as good as you're recalling right now. I'm maybe not that 100% on it. And it just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense to them. They'll say, my friends say, I don't eat enough, or I shouldn't weigh this when I'm eating the way that I am and as active as I am. And I'll, I'll agree. I say, this does not make math sense. Mm-hmm. So out goes calories in, calories out. That is not this person that's coming in. No. So seeing somebody who's coming in that frustrated, who's tried everything, and being able to get some traction with them has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one that I'm waiting on a liver ultrasound, but liver enzymes have come down, which is a good indicator yes. that the liver mm-hmm. is doing a lot better. So just seeing that again, yes, she's going to look better in her summer clothes. She's going to, and her confidence is up. So that, that'll take all day long. Um, that's the icing on the cake, but that cake of having a liver that's functioning normally, that's, that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. And that's long-term because remember the liver is a priority for weight management. As we mentioned Mm -hmm. before, it manages the sugars in our system. It detoxifies everything in our environment and everything we eat. It gets the waste processed and out. I mean, we can get that healthy liver. Our ongoing life is going to be much better. Exactly. Um, We, interestingly enough, I have some of the same examples, which is so satisfying because it is, it's like you sit there and you listen Seriously, how could anybody work out more than me? No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) She works out plenty. Her diet is as clean as can be. Yet, you know, it's this 20, 25 pounds that, you know, over the, since she turned 45, hasn't been Mm -hmm. able to do anything with. And actually, one of the patients I'm thinking of was one of the patients that came to me and asked for this by brand name. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think, I'm not going to let you spend $900 a month. I'm just (laughs) not doing it forget it. So that's sent me into some of the research on, on semaglutide. Anyway, long story short, she's been doing this now for about four months and has had a 25 pound weight loss. And, and that's taken her about four and a half, four months. And she feels amazing and couldn't do anything before that. But you know, the liver enzymes just today, I had somebody in my office who was frustrated with the side effects Mm -hmm. and that happens. And she's one of the patients that we worked with before our program. So she was kind of out there doing her thing. And I think she injected too much at one point, And that sent her 
over the edge for a good week. I mean, she was sick and she was vomiting. And so she's like, I'm not going to do this anymore when she came in to talk with me. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about your dosing, but let's go through your labs first. Sure enough, she went from elevated liver enzymes to normal liver enzymes in a month of doing her semaglutide. So she's like, hmm, I think I'm going to try it again. (laughs) How about we do just lower doses? I'm like, how about we do that? So, you know, it's... It's amazing as a physician to see it on paper like that too. Yeah, to have an answer to a problem where we just had to sit there and scratch our heads and say, maybe let's try more fish oil or try more probiotics or try more. <laughs> we just do some it's like, detox herbs for take, the liver. Exactly. Let's do something. So this this really is multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because it is something that changes as we get older as well. Yeah. So some people have it, you know, obesity since they were a child. That might be a different situation. But for our our main patient base, it's that slow creep and then all of a sudden at 40 something that that just shows up. Mm-hmm. So I do think it is part of that aging process and if we're going to be outliving we outlive our ovaries, our gonads. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we Thank goodness. Wow. <laughs> exactly. So this might be another avenue of addressing that aging process and why we age in the first place is these these mechanisms that we are just mm-hmm. really finding out. So I know this has been around since the 80s. Um, really became more utilized in 2005, I think, with the, one of the first GLP-1s. Um, they've just gotten better and better to where now they can be just injected once a week. So I have no doubt that there's going to be more and more around peptides that are going to be coming out. Yeah, I agree. Peptides are definitely, in general, one of the exciting things on the forefront, especially in the anti-aging world that we work in most of the time. So that's pretty cool. Exactly. So one of the things we're going to do in an upcoming episode is actually have a couple of patients that have tried semaglutide and take us on their journey. So you'll get to learn a little bit more about them um, in some upcoming episodes. But for now, I want to thank you so much, Dr. Lucero, for being here. Um, It's so fun for me to be able to interview my colleagues because I have so much respect for you. And it's so, it's such an honor for me to be able to work with such great doctors. I think it's amazing. So thanks for being here. Well, thank you for letting me share. I'm equally as passionate. And if you ever get the chance to come in our office, you'll definitely detect our excitement (laughs) all the time about everything. But this was, this was fun. So thank you. All right. Thanks so much.